Welcome back to Youthology Live and our resources online. Hey, one of the most disappointing discoveries of my summer was the plummeting faith of the next gen. That's right. Listen, in eight camps across our nation, I personally witnessed the spiraling decline of a biblical worldview in Gen Z, the present teenagers and college students that we have today in America. This decline has been dramatic and uh, demonstrative. Uh, you watch this faith handoff that has failed in America from one generation to the next, and we have to do something about it. When it comes to the faith of the next gen, we need a plan. We have all seen the plummeting biblical worldview in millennial and Gen Z sets. Um, l l honestly, look at the stats. Maybe you've seen these, but when you look at Pew Forum Research, and when you look at um, uh, Barna and their research group, this is what we found. The uh, silent generation, or grandparents today, had about a 65% biblical worldview. Then they had children that we call Gen X, or adult parents today. Gen X had about a 32% biblical worldview. So we saw the statistics continue to plummet uh, from the silent generation dropping in half to Gen X. Then Gen X had their first set of children, the millennials, right? <laughs> the millennials, like 22 to 36, depending on the sociological model. This generational set came in at about a 19% biblical worldview. All of a sudden, literally in two generations, the biblical worldview in America dropped from 65% to 19%. That means that this generation thought about the topics in this world, the current issues going on in this world from a biblical framework. But uh, what is most alarming is what has happened next. The youngest children of Gen X that would be Gen Z teenagers today, uh, you know, uh, eight, nine years old to about 22, spiraled to a 4% biblical worldview. Crazy, crazy. This generational slide from 65% to 4%. Listen, there are many obstacles to passing the faith on from one generation to the next. This faith handoff obstacles such as you know a humanistic culture that we live in today a progressive media and entertainment industry and a broken family structure we need a strategic faith strategy today or alpha gen that's coming along next gen a whatever we call them wow what is their faith what is their biblical worldview going to look like? We cannot enter another generational set without a plan for their spiritual formation. Okay, so I want to give you five. I'm not going to take much time on them. Uh, just maybe a minute or two, uh, a minute on each one of these, but five ways to increase generational faith, to improve the faith handoff from one generation to the next. Okay, so uh, let, let's get into those. Number one, number one, we need a symbiotic relationship with the home. Okay, 
a symbiotic relationship with the home and the church. We cannot solve a 4% biblical worldview in Gen Z without the cooperation of the church and the home. Think about, think about it this way. The relationship between the church and the home is coalesced. It's symbiotic. It's shared. But it's got to improve because the greater responsibility for spiritual formation is certainly on the home. Okay, We know that. But it is coupled with the same kind of importance and priority with the church. In the faith handoff in Christianity, listen, that we're seeing at a time when we should have been emphasizing this theological base in our families, this faith handoff has failed because the church has struggled with theology also, especially youth ministry. The church can help greatly uh, with this faith handoff by providing parent conferences, annual training, content creation, a, a closer working relationship with the home. So we've got to see that symbiotic coalesced relationship. Number two, we need to restore theology back to next gen ministry. Wow, this is obvious. This has been a critical loss in the last decade or so. The spiraling biblical worldview in millennials and Gen Z has been the worst faith loss in American history. I mean, think about that. So, what is the responsibility of youth ministry? I believe we must increase theology at the base of our youth ministry programming. Okay, listen, Gaga Ball, Nine Square, pizza parties are not sufficient for spiritual formation in youth ministry. That's relational. Entertainment. I get that. We're, I'm okay with that. I like to play, but I also like to pray. It will take a disciplined commitment to theological teaching and preaching to turn those numbers around. Theology in small group, theology in counseling, theology in, in the youth service, right? Okay, uh, number three, we need to create a greater presence in next-gen ministry and not just programming. There's always been this struggle between program and presence in youth ministry. Listen, I know it's difficult to define, but generally, okay, give you an understanding, generally, programming emphasizes organizational structure in ministries. Presence emphasizes relational capital in ministry. So not just developing ministries and programming, right? I know it's a slight difference, but... You can see that. It's, it's that ministries versus ministry. Okay, listen. We must value the presence of the Holy Spirit in our programming. We just cannot spend all of our time on programming. Why? Because the church and youth ministry offer teenagers, listen, the one thing they cannot get anywhere else. That is the presence of God. We cannot remove the presence of the Holy Spirit in next-gen ministry. I have dealt with this topic many times. You've, you, you've, you've seen other um, articles and posts and podcasts on this, but hear me. This topic is critical in our understanding and moving forward in building healthy youth ministries. 
So if you want, you can find other articles and you can find uh, more resources. Just go to the search bar and look at programming and presence. But this, the whole idea that we're trying to get to here is that we're not trying to get rid of programming. We're trying to have a cooperation between programming and presence. Okay? That, that, that uh, cooperation in the relationship between the two. All right, number four. Another way that we can increase this biblical faith handoff is through biblical counseling. There will always be counseling in youth ministry, right? We do a ton of counseling in youth ministry. Counseling is an important part of our job description as youth leaders. It could be spiritual counseling or relational counseling, vocational counseling, and the future dreams of students or uh, familial counseling, counseling within the family, right? But our guidance, listen, is not going away. That counseling is central to effective youth ministry. So what can we do? I think we have to make sure to emphasize the scriptures and biblical principles in our counseling. Instead of only giving our advice or experience to students or telling them stories or hanging out with them, we need a scriptural framework of how to look at their world through the lens of the Bible how to solve the problem that they're going through in that moment as we're dealing with them, body shaming or, you know, um, relational problems or family problems, all these other future, helping them understand through the lens of the Bible how to deal with those issues. All right, hey, number five, and the last thing is we need to value the supernatural in youth ministry. Listen, one of the most important characteristic traits of Gen Z is their love of the supernatural. What a perfect fit for Christianity. You cannot remove the supernatural from Christianity. It's like that characteristic of Gen Z and Christianity is the perfect fit. When we value the supernatural in in ministry, our students will become attracted to the work of the Holy Spirit and ultimately to the church and to our youth ministries. This can be done, right? I mean, I know sometimes it's like, how do we do that? This this, uh, valuing the supernatural can be done by teaching on the role of and the gifts of the Holy Spirit in teenagers' lives. This can also be done by giving priority time and space for the Holy Spirit to move in our personal and corporate settings. Because listen, We know the Holy Spirit wants to move. We know the Holy Spirit is knocking on the door of the church. All we have to do is give him space and time. And I really think that we would see an increase of the signs and the wonders and the miraculous and the works of God, the demonstration of God, right? Listen, finally, it is going to take a disciplined and committed effort of each of these principles to turn the tide for the next generation. Listen, you know, Psalm 78, Psalm 78, this iconic chapter about the faith handoff from one generation to the next. David said that responsibility lies in the church and its spiritual leaders and parents and fathers and mothers in the home. It's a dual, dual relationship. Handing the faith off from one generation to the next is both a church and a home responsibility. If, if we can understand that coalesced, symbiotic, working relationship, it will transform society. You wanna know why? Because 
healthy families build healthy churches that build healthy communities. So, hey, thanks again for joining us. I hope this is a blessing. Check us all out. Go to the link tree on the socials or youthology.com. You'll see all of this prepared for you every week. God bless you.